Welcome to Bike Med. These are podcasts on biking medicine from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hi, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Uh, we're talking about uh, biking injuries today, but specifically we're going to talk about sprains and strains, uh, dislocations of joints and uh, fractures. Uh, specifically, we'll start uh, with muscles. Uh, this is what uh, bikers use a lot, and um, so they get uh, uh, used and they get uh, uh, sprains are really common, as are strains. And what is the difference between a sprain and a strain? The biggest difference is uh, 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 what what is injured. Ligaments are what we say are injured in uh, sprains, whereas tendons are what are injured in strains. And if you can't remember that, the uh, strain has a T in it, which reminds you of a strain. A ligament is what holds our joints together. Uh, uh, they are the fabric which keeps joints tight and working. Uh, they uh, don't involve muscles. They really just go from bone to bone. And these tend to be a little bit more serious in that uh, joints will become destabilized if you uh, injure, tear, or pull uh, uh, ligaments. A tendon, on the other hand, is what's the, at the end of a muscle. Uh, a muscle has to connect to a bone to move the bone, and muscles j- themselves don't connect to bones. Instead, there are tendons at the end of muscles which are then hook on to the bones and then pull the bones and move them. If you pull a, a muscle too hard, you probably have pulled or injured a tendon. Let's talk about uh, sprains for just a minute. That is the injury to uh, ligaments. Um, They are um, uh, uh, usually caused by uh, a joint being twisted or bent beyond the normal range of motion, which causes ligaments to stretch or sometimes even tear. While sprains can occur in any joint in the body, they happen most often in the knees and the ankles. Uh, and sometimes in the wrist, depending upon uh, if you fall on them or move them. The symptoms include pain, swelling, and discoloration of the injured joint. Sprains can be difficult to differentiate from fractures due to the fact that they share many of the same signs and uh, symptoms of a fracture. Strains, on the other hand, uh, are more common, and unlike a sprain, they involve the tendons. And remember, the tendons are those fibrous bands that connect muscles to bones, and facilitate the movement of the limbs. A strain, very simply put, is fatigue due to overuse or strenuous movements. While strains are usually considered to be minor injuries, they can cause pain and discomfort and can end a sporting event such as biking if you have a bad sprain. And they are slow to heal uh, also just because one of the problems is, is people continue to use the muscle that has been uh, strained. Uh, you know, if you have to walk or run uh, and uh, you've sprained, uh, strained a tendon in your leg, then it, it continues to, to be used. The two other definitions we'd like to mention real quick here are dislocations. That's when a sufficient force has been placed on a joint, which will cause a bone to come out of its socket. Uh, dislocations are most common in the shoulder, elbow, fingers, and kneecap. And uh, usually happen when a biker falls or uh, puts out their outstretched arm or sometimes when they land and push the kneecap to the side. Dislocations themselves can create quite an ordeal. The real damage is usually caused to adjacent blood vessels, nerves, muscles, and ligaments, which can be stressed and uh, or compressed. Now, a fracture is an actual 
crack or break in a bone. And since fractures can be difficult to diagnose without x-rays, there are a couple of things you can do to determine if uh, a biker has had a fracture. And uh, uh, these are uh, tenderness right over the, on the bone. Uh, it's very localized, and this is one sign. Deformity. Um, now, this can be difficult because sometimes you can get swelling. But remember, our bodies are symmetric. So if there's an abnormal shape, position, or motion of a bone or joint as compared to the opposite side, then a fracture could be possible. Another uh, sign that you have a fracture is you can't use that extremity. Like if you have a broken leg, you can't walk on it, uh, if you, or you can't move it um, or grab with a broken finger. Another thing is extreme swelling and bruising at the fracture site. Um, you can sometimes have what we call a false joint. That is, if you break your forearm and it bends, it looks like you have an elbow, uh, and uh, then you have your wrist, and then you have another joint in between. That is that it's bent in the wrong place. A lot of times, uh, the bikers that, or the injured person will appear to snap or feel a snap when they fall. And then the other, if they're trying to move it, they'll feel like this crepitation or cracking sound uh, in the joint. And so that will help you to determine it. As always, if you think you have a fracture, even just remotely, then you need to go quickly to an emergency room at Instacare and uh, get those um, x-rays uh, pretty quickly. Um, a more serious fracture are those of the pelvis and of the uh, femur. Uh, a, a quite a bit of force has to occur to break a fracture or to break a femur or to break a, 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 um, a pelvis. If you suspect those, they're going to be very uh, painful. And since there's a lot of blood vessels in the pelvis and in the upper part of the femur, if you have any thought that they've broken the pelvis or the femur, then you've got to go quickly uh, to uh, the hospital. So um, if you have a, let's go back to sprains and strains. You can put a splint on those pretty easily. If you think that something's broken and you want to get the biker uh, to the hospital uh, quickly, putting a splint on uh, will help with pain and um, help to move them a little bit better. Um, you want to uncover uh, the sprain or the strain or the possible fracture to take a look at it. Look for the signs and symptoms of a, of a sprain, strain, or a fracture. You, uh, one thing that you always want to do is check for numbness and altered sensation and, and circulation beyond the injury. Um, so look for, uh, you know, if, it, if the uh, toenails or the fingernails blanch when you pinch them and make sure that they can move their extremities and they have sensation. That would heighten your uh, uh, evacuation to get to the hospital sooner. If you decide to immobilize a joint until you get to help, there are some basics that you can do that uh, will help you to do this. Some of these basics are uh, really for comfort, but I think, uh, and uh, to, to keep the, the injury from getting worse, but the main reason for splinting an injury is to mobilize the limb so that you don't worsen the injury. Um, splints can help reduce the pain, and that's also important if you're going to move a biker uh, uh, to the emergency room. Um, a splint should be long enough to immobilize the joint, both above and below the fracture, sprain, or tendon, or dislocation. The splint should immobilize that um, uh, fractured or injured limb in the position of function. That is, if you bend your fingers, they should be slightly bent. If the uh, the knee uh, should be uh, uh, immobilized so that it, it will slightly bend in the direction it goes. The, the leg should be splinted with a slight bend at the knee. The ankle and the elbow should be splinted with the joints flexed at about 90 degrees. The wrist should be splinted uh, 
uh, straight or slightly bent uh, and extended actually just slightly backwards. And the finger should be bent in a position like that of holding a can or a soda and should have loose swath of cloth in between each finger. So if you are going to splint a finger or a wrist, you want, uh, I mean, if, uh, fingers, you want to uh, bend them like they're holding a can and then put a lot of gauze and cloth so that those fingers stay open. You don't want them touching each other. You want them apart so that they can drain uh, easily. And if you do decide to splint, you want to remove all jewelry and accessories uh, 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 like watches, bracelets, and rings before putting on because it's going to swell and they'll be hard to get off later. You should use a lot of padding so make it comfortable and you don't cut off the blood supply. Use uh, plenty of uh, uh, padding around the bony protrusions such as elbows, knees, and ankles. Splints should be made from uh, pretty rigid, sturdy material. You can buy them online. You can buy these temporary uh, splints. They're, uh, they're inexpensive. Uh, maybe five or six dollars, and they mold around the joint. You can get big ones and small ones, but you can use a stick or a board or uh, you know something that you have with you, cardboard or magazines, newspapers uh, that you can wrap up, and then secure the split in place with uh, straps, tape, belt, uh, cloth, or webbing that you might have, or a rope. Mold it as much as you can so that it fits the the body part as best as possible. Always checking to make sure that there's sensation and circulation beyond if you decide to put a splint on on the way to the hospital. You don't want them to lose the blood supply and make matters worse. Um, one word about the, uh, the what has been used in the past, which is called RICES. Um, that was an acronym that we've used before, but uh, we're finding that that is an inaccurate way to uh, and, a, and a bad way to treat these injuries. We don't use it anymore. The main reason is... is um, uh, resting is fine to a certain extent, but uh, if it's just a strain, we want people to start walking to the point where they can. Prolonged ice will actually uh, um, make the vessel shrink in size, and so even though they turn red, you're actually going to decrease blood supply in the end. So if you do ice, you do it initially, but you don't want to keep it on for very long, 15 or 20 minutes, then you kind of want to move away from it, and then in a, in a strain or a sprain, you want to use uh, heat after that. If you use compression dressings, you might de decrease blood supply. So uh, if you do put compression on, you want it loose. Like if you're going to put a splint on, you want it tight enough to mobilize it. You want it too tight to, to keep a blood supply in there. And so um, stabilizing the injury is important to decrease an additional um, um, uh, damage from being done. So of the rices, really just stabilizing the injury is the only one that we use anymore. Now, uh, if... Uh, if somebody has a fracture, you do not need to realign a fractured limb. The only reason that you might is if it's so malaligned that they're not getting circulation to the um, to the area beyond the injury. But most often, you're just going to splint it in the in the position that you find it, and just get them to the hospital so that they it can be realigned there. So generally speaking, you're not going to do that um, at all. If it's an open fracture, that is, that the bone is sticking out of the skin, uh, just bandage it, stabilize it, and get them uh, to the hospital as quickly as possible. There's not much you're going to be able to do out there, nor should there be any reason. Uh, most bikers are, are uh, within an hour of help. If you are further away from that and you have some experience uh, uh, reducing or realigning uh, and feel comfortable, you can do it if it helps with pain, uh, but generally you uh, don't. It, uh, um, if it's a dislocation, for example, if it's a finger, 
Those are pretty easy to relocate. Uh, you can just grab the finger and just put gentle traction on it and it'll just pop right back in place. And you can do that with other joints if you feel comfortable uh, doing that. Um, if you have never done it before, uh, it's probably not the best time to try, but you, you can look, especially fingers, uh, which are easy to do, but you should watch it and see how they're done. You pull on them. And if you're going to do it, you should do it just as soon as possible. Otherwise, the muscles tighten. Now with the shoulder uh, dislocations, these are common with bikers. Um, again, if you feel comfortable and trying to do it, they do pop right back in, but uh, you've got to do them quickly. Otherwise, uh, they're going to just remain out because the muscles will tighten and you need, need to get to the hospital uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, strains uh, are, um, are the least damaging of all the injuries we talked about this, uh, in this podcast, but they're also the ones that persist for a long time. Hamstring pulls and other uh, knee uh, pulls, uh, be, the problem is, is we continue to use them. So uh, resting for a little bit is good, and then we tell people to work to the pain. And then if the, as they get into the pain, we ask them to pull back. We never want them to work too much into the pain or certainly through the pain. And uh, then you can continue biking and doing the things uh, with the strain. And, and generally, they'll get better over time, but they can take uh, a little bit of time to heal. These are very common uh, injuries, and uh, to review them and to practice uh, how you're going to manage these. But remember, the best uh, solution is to get help and go to the hospital uh, as quickly as you can uh, uh, so that the injury doesn't get worse. Well, uh, this ends the podcast on musculoskeletal injuries. And again, as always, we thank you for listening. <laughs>